On this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS, we told you it was coming. Big D is here, and we're going to hear all about his adventures over in South Korea. We're also going to talk a little bit about wrestling awards. We're going to chat a little bit about women's hockey. Yeah, women's hockey. You know, we always enjoy a good hockey game. Also, I have a big announcement. There's some news. Something is coming this year. Oh, it's a good show. And you're in a good place. Welcome to the show. It's Howard Blues and V Martin Kidder. Work all beverage, prophecies, and your time with friends. The Triple B! Well, the Triple B sucks. Okay? Come on. Whatever, man. This is Beer, Blues, and BS. Online at BeerBluesBS.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer Blues MBS, the podcast that continues to follow the continuing adventures of Taco LaFleur and his search for the great MacGuffin. I'm your host, the living embodiment of Charlie Brown, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? Hmm. Well, Howie Blues! <laughs> Live in the flesh. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm here, uh, which is 80% of the battle. Mm. So, how are you doing? Uh, you know, uh, Kidder, and I, I know, I, I say this every week, but it, it has been a, another week. It was a weird week. You know, we had the holiday on Monday, so I was off. And then my child care provider was sick on Tuesday, so I had to take the day off. Wednesday, I ended up going to Jamestown. Thursday was full of meetings. And today was just kind of like, oh, let's do all the rest of my work that I'm supposed to normally have had done. So it's been a week, and uh, I'm, I'm glad to be sitting here chatting with you. I think we're going to have a good show. And uh, hey, get her. We're not alone. Ah, ah, ah! That's right, ladies and Who gentlemen. Who came out of the business center? Well, that just gives it away. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Because we all we all know that anyone, anywhere, anytime could be visiting a Big D business center near you. Because they're everywhere, typically in every home, business, restaurant. I, I still, man, if, if anybody has watched this show, they're going to know instantly that making his return, trying to claw back into the position of top guest. That's right. It is the triple B troll minister back from leading his army of cookie gnomes. That's right. It's Big D. Big D, how are you doing? Uh, I left one. Uh, one s squadron of uh, cookie gnomes in North Dakota, and I got another one in Korea. So what can I say? So no joke. One of my one of my classmates down here. Uh, I'm actually in the states right now, uh, doing a doing a class. One kid, 25 years old, and has a giant thing of chips ahoy, just going to going to town in the middle of class. To actually answer your question, I am doing just fine. Uh, I think I'm about 90% over the jet lag, which is uh, nice. And we're about to wreck that sort of kind of in a, in a few minutes when we get to what's on tap. Always uh, always a pleasure to, to be here with the uh, 
Pete Venkman and uh, Ray Stance of uh, Internet Podcasting. You know, I always wonder. You have no idea who I'm talking about, do you? I, I don't. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Get your life uh, together, I was, sir. I was wondering if he's going to make a reference from this century, but. I, yeah, I, hey, there's, I, there's a new Ghostbusters movie. You know, I was watching the, uh, one of the 8 million movie selections on the on the flight. Uh, over the Pacific was uh, Ghostbusters. I'm like, you know what? Pacific Rim? More than half of the Ring of Fire. Right right above Howard's shoulder. You're making a reference that I'm really not getting. (laughs) Always standing watch. Uh, It's a a long-known thing as uh, I'm a big fan of kaiju movies, uh, Big D. I I have never seen Pacific Rim. Hmm. I own, well, at one t- time I owned two copies of it, and I still haven't seen it. Oh, that and, makes uh, two of us. And uh, a former employee of mine and Kidders, so an individual who's worked for both of us, is kind of incensed that I have yet to watch Pacific Rim. And so I, I put it, it it's kind of hard to see. It's, it's right about above my finger. It sits up there in every episode to taunt him that it's still there, and I still haven't watched it. Yeah, I see. I, I do have to ask, uh, Big D, before we jump to everybody's favorite segment, because uh, you mentioned your uh, fellow classmate who's got the big thing of cookies. Did, did I just have to ask, like when you introduced yourself and saw him with the cookies, did you say, hey, my people make those? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, didn't didn't get to that. Uh, uh, I, I, um, uh, had lunch with him uh, today, and when we were walking back to our uh, uh, classroom, I I got the product wrong. I was like, "Yeah, you got your big old thing Oreos in there." And he's like, "No, sir, that's chips ahoy." Same thing. Of course, it's not, but I didn't care. So that's about as far as we got in the cookie discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you try and save that conversation by saying, "You know, sometimes I'm on this little podcast. You should check it out. It's called Pure Blues and BS." Well, I have made reference to one of the either tonight I was either going to be on a podcast with some uh, college buddies from Bismarck or I was going to go to a casino I've actually done both and that casino is disappointing as hell uh, well let's, it makes let's, me want it makes me want to drink it was that disappointing I was gonna say let's let's end the disappointment. <laughs> Thanks for bringing us up. Anyway, let's end the disappointment of this transition and get to everybody's favorite segment of the show. What's on tap? Big D, you're the guest. What are you drinking tonight? So this is a a beverage that has been featured on here before. Kidder, you're the one who featured it because you were in, uh, I don't know, you're trying to do some tribute to Big D and I don't know what it was. But um. For as I had juice, huh? oh. the, the marker, yep, this for America or something. And yeah, as I you, was because of your service to this country, damn it. And as I was sitting, he's already I was, drunk. I was, <laughs> as I was making the purchase, I, I was legitimately questioning, have I had this on here before, also? And simply by asking the question that either, either I haven't or I did, and it jacked my memory up so hard that I don't remember. 
So, uh, you we have not had that. Little... You have not had that particular variety of four loco. I thought oh. I'd have the green stuff. Yeah, and you have the screwdriver. Like, we already know the the details. Thirteen point nine percent alcohol by volume. Uh, dangerous, patriotic colors looking. Uh, but now I, I recall, Kidder, that you were not a fan of the flavor. So did not bring freedom to my face. Let's see. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's um blueberry battery acid. There we go. Um I'll give it a two out of five, uh, which will go up to three out of five when I will not have any feeling in my taste buds. And also, I will uh, lay claim to making, uh, I'll lay claim to having made an appearance when I popped into chat a few weeks ago. Um, I'm going to count that, even though it was coffee and it was text, big D rules. I need a gavel. (laughs) No, doesn't count. (laughs) The local geek. Spreadsheet master has already ruled on that. Doesn't count. Well, I rule. I now, now did he did he count that one? Because I know he, he didn't count the behind the curtain where Big D popped up. Because Big D didn't have a drink. That's because Big D was driving that night. So. <laughs> right, but but we 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 asked this question. I haven't gone into the spreadsheet in a while, Kidder, to look to see if from that live episode. If Big D or uh, if Local Geek counted Big D saying that he was having coffee, so we're, I'll, I'll maybe look that up here in a, in a in a jiffy. But I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in front of you, Kidder, because my drink is boring compared to what Big D's having, and probably yeah. boring compared to what you're having because maybe. I'm parent in charge this weekend, and so I am not drinking anything fun and alcoholic. I'm just having this lovely can of 1919 root beer, which I've had on the show before. So, Kidder can get past his disappointment in me now and uh, tell us what he's having. Or he's going to sit and text somebody on his phone. (laughs) Hey, you cut in front of me, man. I was ready to go, and then you had to cut in front of me. Now I got... I got got things! I got... uh, you, you have a you show get... to pay attention to, damn it. Be a host. <laughs> it's not 2 to 7 Monday through Friday in the Central Time Zone on 96.5 The Walleye or Saturdays noon to 4 p.m. Central Time on 96.5 The Walleye on the free 96.5 The Walleye app and, of course, 965thewalleye.com. I'm confused. What he's are you advertising? That's, he's plugging stuff that's not our show. It's... His show on terrestrial radio. I gather. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, we, we have words for that. But my show is the antithesis, antithesis, antithesis of our traditional saying about terrestrial radio. Uh, so uh, I've had this melting for a while, and I did a pre-pour in it. So uh, there you go. Yeah, James Hetfield. There you can see nice purpley color on that, and it is a uh, Daly's 
Wild berry margarita frozen cocktail straight out of the plastic contains alcohol. Freeze, squeeze, and enjoy. A uh, balmy 10 fluid ounces at 5% alcohol by volume. Uh, 1% juice. So there's 1% of what Big D has going on in this. This is the American Beverage Corporation out of Pennsylvania. A fruity twist to our classic margarita. Daily's frozen wild berry margarita unleashes a sweet and balanced blend of blueberry, blackberry, raspberry, strawberry, and lime flavors. Enjoy with friends all year long. Simply freeze it. Enjoy. No blenders, no ice, no mess. Enjoy anywhere, anytime. Gluten-free, contains alcohol, made with wine. The question for the crowd, is this going to be more or less classy than wine in a box? It's wine in a sack, basically, so you tell me. I don't want to. Mm, That's a little tart. Woo! Woo! Maybe I should go add some tequila to this. <laughs> uh, and answering it, uh, no, he did not count Big D's appearance. And I, I uh-huh. But I'm kind of wondering if that's just not him just trying to keep his his spot, you know, number one guest. He's like, I can't, I can't give Big D anything. <laughs> Catch up real fast. <clears throat> Yeah, I'll try. But it is hard. It is hard to time things and and join from from Korea because generally, when y'all start recording at nine p.m. Central on a Friday, it's noon on a Saturday, and Little D's up running around terrace and all around the house. So, usually takes up a good chunk of my time. Like, no, never mind. Um, go ahead. What's what's happening over there? How have you been, Big D? It's been ages. It has been right now. It's it's been good. As I was explaining to to Howard prior to uh, starting the recording, uh, Korea this time is it's good. Uh, familiar, some familiar sights. I can drive this time, which is uh, an improvement on the last time I was over there. Uh, driving in Seoul is usually not my favorite thing to do just because, you know, 25 million people up there and a lot of traffic, a lot of congestion. I wouldn't uh, want to drive in a Kia Soul either. <laughs> Future Howard, you got the, the, the sound of the riff, right? Boompa. No idea what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, okay, so how about I give you the Korean pronunciation? Driving out in Seoul. No, that was wrong. That was a French. So it is a soul. So I already butchered it. I'm a multilingual. I thought uh, I thought you'd at least that. go for a forte or. Nope, I have maybe a an Optima. Because <laughs> you're no, in an Optima a... location. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I so. We got two cars over there right now. One's a uh, Hyundai Santa Fe. It's uh, about about the same size as a Toyota Rav Four. Other thing we got is a Kia Morning, which is 
They don't have those in the States, but it's a small little hatchback. It's not really big. Um, one of my colleagues had to sell his in a hurry. He had, um, so we have to have, it's a, I'll just show you. So one of the licenses that we have to have in order to drive over there, it's, it's red. It's the USFK license right there. Now, my colleague was going to sell it to uh, another, uh, shall we say, junior member of a sister service. Um, and he's like, okay, yeah, we're going to go to the DMV on the day that they were going to close the sale and go and transfer the car because, you know, a few boxes that they have to check. He's like, all right, we're going to, I can pick you up and we'll head over to the DMV. You just need your, you know, bring your proof of insurance and your USFK license. And the kid's like, my what? And he had to sell the thing that day. So he stopped by my office and it's like, hey, do you know anyone who wants to buy a car for 500 bucks? Like, yeah, Mrs. D and I need a second car because this one car business sucks. <laughs> yeah, you mean you didn't respond with, no, but I know somebody who needs a car for 400 bucks. <laughs> he, I, I would have done that, but for the fact that he was selling it to uh, Johnny Numbnuts for 1000 So he had already slashed his price in half, so. I see. I would do it as a joke. I wasn't being serious. But <laughs> yeah, like whatever. A, sounds like a buyer's market to me. And Big D missed out. <laughs> so no, it's, it sounds like you're having a great time. I think you said that the food has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yep. The uh, kimbap, uh, bibimbap, and bulgogi uh, is a trifecta of happiness. Um, I'll try and find some pictures to send to you when my computer cooperates. But um, yeah, those have been the those have been the staples. Uh, can't really go wrong with those. Mm. But uh, yeah, we've gone uh, gone a few places. Uh, went up to Sokcho for my birthday back in October, which is in the northeastern part of the country. Revisiting a place we were at last time. Uh, hiked up uh, Ulsanbawi in Sadaksan National Park. Uh, that took. Uh, that, that was a several hour event, but it was good. Little D joined us uh, for that, of course. And, you know, he's, I had, I had alluded to all of his energy earlier. Uh, he climbed up that mountain with us like a champ and barely five years old. The uh, yeah, guy's birthday was um, like um, a couple of weeks prior. So he had just turned five and he tackled that like he was doing it all his life. So how how's he adjusting to life in south korea i mean because I, I would have to imagine that there's you know some difficulty understanding you know like it's it's a big change there from stateside <laughs> yeah and, he, and he's really he's done great uh and a lot of it was uh mrs d and i kind of gearing him up beforehand like yeah this is gonna be a big adventure and we're gonna see a lot of interesting things and meet uh meet some nice people and do all sorts of interesting uh uh things over there um so he has had a volatile lifestyle in terms of where we've lived he was born in england we moved when he was six months old to north carolina uh, that was because of the nature of my crossing over to the dark side we were on the road for all of 2019 and then 2020 COVID and that was all an upheaval and then we moved to North Dakota and now we're international. Um, he's done he's done pretty well. Uh, he's got a bit of an attachment, but certainly understandable. Uh, he's going to a um, Korean kindergarten uh, right now. 
about about half of his class uh, are American um, or otherwise English speakers. His teachers, uh, the the staff at the school, they are they are lovely. Uh, different levels of English than others, but generally, they will generally teach in Korean. But the other, uh, they do translate some that they're they're able to, and also the, the kids that are there have picked up enough uh, Korean that they're able to, to help each other all out. So, yeah, no, he's he's doing pretty great. Good, good. Uh, that's. Good to hear. I don't know that my son could probably handle something like that. He's such a stickler to like, this is this, and this is tradition, and this is the way we do things, and don't you dare mess with any of it. <laughs> yeah, we do have to establish plenty of um, plenty of ritual. Dominance? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> things are different in that part of the world. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid causing an international incident, Kidder. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's just interesting now because that gives you some insight into what it, it was life was like for Kidder growing up. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Anyway, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Outside of that, um, life in Korea. That's about all that's coming to mind for for right now. I was about to go down a few details of the the house we have but it's a house it's awesome um trying to remember all the different quirks about you know utility billing and all that stuff probably kind of boring for y'all but uh <laughs> the floors the, the so there's no furnace there's no radiators the house is heated by uh heating the floors and water going underneath and when it's really freaking cold outside but those floors are nice and hot you wake up in the morning walk out there in the kitchen and floors are nice and hot oh it's amazing i'll just that that'll be the, the thing i highlight for for now mm. Mm. so i i just have to ask because and you haven't been there for for long but we we all three of us happen to know a particular flying foot who actually tends to venture into that part of the world quite frequently for work. Has he reached out? Have you ran into him? Nope. And if he's, if he's watching, don't be a stranger, man. Hit me up on the, on the book face. You might have to reach out to him. He's uh... <laughs> it's always a catch. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm just saying, uh, I don't think he watches our show. Oh, <laughs> so, He's been on the show, but I don't think he, he watches ours. So he used to have his own YouTube kind of channel and such going, but I haven't seen any new episodes of that in a while. So, but he was doing one on all, all the different food and all the different places that he, uh, he was going. So yeah. it's kind of a, it's kind of interesting. He, uh, he originally named it no reservations, and then realized that no wait, Anthony Bourdain had already done a show called No <laughs> Reservation. So he had to change his title. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I just I just curious. But you'll have to reach out and let him know you're in Korea because he does end up in that part of the world pretty frequently. So I I do kind of track him a little bit. <laughs> and if I do end up talking to him, I'll I'll let him know. Pleasant I Try to try keep up with where my friends are, what they're up to. 
No wonder you don't call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is that? I try to keep up with my friends. We hey. ain't friends. We're family. <laughs> yeah. And I talk to you more than I talk to my family. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's because we're family. <laughs> Got to have it like uh, uh, the Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, in a way, actually, uh, Howard, I I know I brought it up to you before. You're, one of my troops is your doppelganger. Like, 15 years younger, but still looks like you. Ooh, sounds like you. Burn. I, I'm He's just like the, you, but but younger. No, I'm just, saying the fact that, I'm just saying the fact that the kid's like 27 years old, which is just that. that, that is, he likes the younger guys who look like Howard. <laughs> Only the younger versions. Who are you, Leonardo DiCaprio? When once Howard goes over 25, you're done with him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So in a way, trolling him is kind of like trolling Howard. And I, I trolled him because he, he promoted to a uh, uh, captain a couple weeks ago. And I, he didn't want to do anything for it, like ceremony-wise. So, of course, I had to troll him. And my boss was all on board. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to troll this guy. Here's what I'm going to do. Um, and, yeah, so troll him, troll you. I got that connection in my head. Mm. Also, fun fact, totally random. There's a, there's a Howard Hotel yeah Korea. listen you know there's howards everywhere man <laughs> there's just some constants in life one of them is howard i, I won't uh, no no go that. ahead get her take the shot <laughs> there's howards everywhere it kind of sounds like a disease mm-hmm mm-hmm Boy, we're all we're all chippy tonight. I'm just picking up on that. <laughs> in a day. Yeah, I see. I see. Been a, been a week. Well, yeah. ho hopefully we can. Uh, you know, this show will be entertaining enough for you, kidder, that uh, you know you'll forget your troubles, your cares, or at least drink them away. I did that on Wednesday night. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he I went out my Bloody Mary in a in like five minutes. Mm. Where'd and, you uh, go? Where'd you go? Here. Oh. Upstairs. Well. <laughs> Casa del Kidder. I I see. Yeah. Had a pint glass. Much like this one. In fact, it may have been the same pint glass. <laughs> and only a third of vodka. Mm. Only if I had a half of a highball of whiskey. <laughs> You're, uh, yeah, you must uh, must be going through some stuff. I, I, know, to... I know it'll I know it'll cheer you guys up when I get back to Korea. I will get some Korean snacks and mail them to you guys. International snack style and kidder just for you. I will find mm. some Korean cherries and send them right for you, along with the recipe for a Korean old fashioned. Mm. Sounds like they're going straight to the nearest Big D business center. <laughs> hey, man, this costs $20 to ship internationally. <laughs> but will this float? <laughs> like Just the old so blend. You... Remember those? Just so long as you the film one. it so we have content, kidder. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Yeah, yeah. Try, trying to get you know get get some views through our shorts, you know, and our real hashtag reaction video. Hashtag Big D Banyos are the best. <laughs> actually, you know, Kidder, uh, there's actually a lot of controversy out there in the internet world about reaction videos. Hmm. So you're uh, telling me that people are reacting to reaction videos. Well, more like there's there's a lot of pushback right now <laughs> out there to reaction videos mm. because there's so many people who are making reaction videos that it's it's really just stealing content. You know, they're grabbing somebody else's video clip and then not even um, adding anything to it. Um, the best example of this, there's a YouTuber by the name of SS Sniper Wolf, who, boy, does she have a history. Uh, she got her, her fame on YouTube through Call of Duty videos that were supposedly her playing Call of Duty, although it's now come out that it was her, at that time, fiancé, then husband, and now ex-husband. He was recording his gameplay, and then they would record a face cam of her reacting as she played as if she was playing it. Uh, but once that kind of came out that she wasn't really playing, then she switched to these reaction videos where it's she chooses a theme like dumbest people on the internet, and it's just a bunch of clips and her reacting. It's so bad that another YouTube content creator, uh, I think he goes by JJJ Films, in kind of a mocking her SS sniper, uh, has has mocked these videos so much. He's even gone so far as to create a bingo game that he plays. So he will stream her content, and it's all like all of the things are all of like the annoying stuff that she does, like when she does baby talk, or every time that she says bro, or the biggest one. And it's their free space. Plays a video without crediting the original, v, you know, creator of said video. So it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, their feud has kind of caused a lot of pushback amongst the creation community over reaction videos. And so a lot of people are trying to move away from doing reaction videos because it, a lot of people are viewing it as um, content theft. So. There you go. Now you know. A reaction to reaction of reaction videos. What is this, Inception? Um, no, this is just a really weird, slightly modern take on history with Howard. Hmm. But I'm not going to use the graphic because later. Oh, there you go. A tease. Oh, boy. Gitter, why don't we talk some hockey? Want to talk some hockey? Great. How are, how are our teams doing? Because I haven't been following. Fighting Sue down in St. Cloud playing the Husky women tonight. St. Cloud 3, your University of North Dakota. Fighting Sue 5. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. How about the Avs? Last game. Not good. Mm. Not good. In Boston, playing the Ooh. Boston Bruins. I mean, the Boston yeah. Bruins have been uh, been tough this year. It was like a like a two to five game there, so that wasn't uh, wasn't too good. wasn't too good. 
Yeah. Game before that uh, picked up the old victory, though. That was good. That was good. That was uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think that was seven to three, or no, seven to four. Av scored five unanswered goals. Wow, something like that. Nice, nice. Well, uh, I, I I have. Two things, Gitter. One's a question, and two. One's just something fun I found on the internet. Um, first is a question, Gitter. Now that we have professional women's hockey, who are we following? Who is going to be the official women's pro hockey team of the Triple B? Judging by the potential names for all of the teams, none of them. <laughs> um, the names aren't that good. Well, I I get that, but we, we should still choose an official team, man. So our legions of Triple B fans know who they're supposed mm. to properly cheer. Right, right, right. Okay. Big D's like, I'm checking out at this point. I don't care about hockey. I'm going to stare off into space. Now my phone's blowing up. Oh. I'm also trying to get into the run sheet so I can chill you clowns. But it's wow. not. On yeah, my phone, it doesn't want to work. Change the permissions for that. And... <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Well, I had uh, remembered somebody who used to play for UND, but um, I don't remember what her name is, and it's uh, being a little bit difficult to try and find who on uh, what I'm looking for here. I see. So people will just have to wait for that information. Yeah. Because the Lamaroos at this point, uh, Jocelyn and Monique Lamaru uh, and their uh, additional married names, as far as I know, they are not playing in the Pro League. Uh, I believe that's correct. As of right now. So, but... Yeah, we'll we'll figure that out for for the Triple B family who we're going to uh, support because you know the more hockey the better. And we were always big supporters of the women's college team. Hundred <clears throat> percent. I think uh, I may have the record for, uh, or almost have the record for most games attended. <laughs> Yeah, but that was because you were working most of those. <laughs> yeah. That, that's kind of cheating. That's not really attending. That's not I like mean, you I bought had... tickets. Oh. You know. But you were still a big supporter. Yes. It's not diminishing that. I just saying like I'd be like saying, you know, that somebody has a record for attending the most, you know, Colorado Avs games, but they're the announcer. You know, it's like, well, yeah, you kind of have to be there. It's not like they're, you know, the smiley green shirt guy who goes to all the WWE events. Right. That's a totally different level of commitment. <laughs> uh, anyway, I said I had one other thing that was kind of fun. Uh, Kinder, you know, I like a good piece of clickbait. And I saw this one. Well, I was scrolling Facebook a while ago, and I'm like, I got to share this with Kidder because, you know, I think you'll get a kick out of it, even though it's about a team you don't care about. 
Here we go. This is from the House of Hockey. Says the Wild still have the best logo in the NHL. But if you look at the graphic, it says trending. Wild cut ties with core member following major controversy. These things don't seem to match. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah. It, it's a clear sign of using a graphic with a controversial or like a clickbaity headline for this probably benign story about hockey jerseys just to get people to click on it. Kidder, your thoughts? Reported as false news. <laughs> yeah. In fact, you should find that again and click it, report that. That's trash. Get it out of here. It's amazing what people will do just to get views and clicks and things like that. But I thought it was good. I guess that's all the hockey talk. Well, I I mean, I found, and if it's correct, it's the PWHL, the Professional Women's Hockey Is, League. Yep. Six franchises, three from Canada, three from the U.S., they will play a regular season of round-robin matches to earn one of four places in a best-of-five playoff that determines the champion. They have some differences uh, compared to the NHL. They have a 3-2-1-0 point system. Terminations of penalties following a shorthanded goal. Best-of-five shootouts. And greater restrictions on body checking. Hmm. It will mainly be broadcast on CBC and TSN, Radio Canada, and RDS, and Sportsnet. In the uh, U.S., it's in syndication or worldwide on YouTube. I know there's a, a team based out of Minnesota. Yes, uh, they'll play at the XL Energy Center. They have their GM, head coach, and captain. Uh, <clears throat> one team we may be interested in is the team in Boston because Hillary Knight will be the captain of the inaugural team. Well, there we go. Guess we're going to be Boston fans. I don't know, though, if we can really say that or do that, because Boston. Well, listen, this is women's hockey. It's different than men's hockey. Boston. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can like Boston. I mean, if we put up with Big D. We can put up with Boston. Hey. Heard. I was really hoping there'd be some more info on here about, you know, um, former UND players, but when you search for University of North Dakota women's hockey players in the PWHL, it brings up University of North Dakota closes women's hockey team and all of those articles. Yeah. Which was sad. It was sad when they closed that. Right now, teams lack nicknames, crests, and stylized jerseys, and the uh, <laughs> Club identities will be eventually adopted in the future. Two teams share home ice with the NHL, and we mentioned the Wilds 
XL Energy Center, which the Minnesota team will play at, uh, as well as uh, the New York team will play some of their home games where the Islanders play at UBS Arena, but will also share Total Mortgage Arena with the American Hockey League's Bridgeport Islanders. Montreal will split their games between uh, Place Bell and Verdun Auditorium. Hmm. Uh, Boston will play at the Sun Gas Center at University of Massachusetts Lowell. And Ottawa will play at TD Place Arena. And Toronto will be at the Toronto Metropolitan University Madame Athletic Center in Maple Leaf Gardens. The smallest capacity venue in the league at a an astounding 3,850 people. I think North Dakota needs to get on this and, uh, you know, have a team that plays out of the Ralph. The largest facility is the XL Energy Center at 17,954. And that's right above UBS Arena at 17,255. Bet you didn't expect us to talk women's hockey. But we went there. Well, kid, if you don't have anything else to add, we I might as well really jump find to the... anything right now. And that kind of is what it is. Yeah, we might as well jump to the other topic that we usually cover the news of which tends to be wrestling. So we'll go to the, we'll go to big D. How's the wrestling in South Korea? Uh, they have wrestling. Thanks for that highly informative report. That's what I'm here for. I, I astounded. I'm <clears throat> speechless. I man. Yeah. I only know of one. Uh, I only know of one organization, uh, uh, pro wrestling society, PWS, um, haven't been able to catch any of their shows yet, but um, I'm, I'm open to at some point. Other than the fact that they exist, um, I really have much for you there. Mm. Uh, the vibe I get is that they are not as insane as the, um, and this is not meant pejoratively, but not as insane as the Japanese um, organizations. I mean, just YouTube oh my god moments and the japanese tried to kill each other uh and that's what i'm getting at there um it doesn't seem to be as crazy hardcore as that but um yeah that's about all i got there i wish i had more for you <laughs> well you know not now you have an assignment when you go back to south korea you need to research this and the next time you're on, you you know you have to give us a full report. Do what I can. Maybe I'll join that particular organization, and maybe I'll win a belt, and I'll update you with that. Mm. But more likely, this um, four loco in a in a freedom can is going to keep uh, making me have delusions of grandeur as I continue to consume it. More more, more than likely. More than likely. I think so. Kidder, why didn't you warn me about this? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. You know what? Don't try to confuse me with the facts. That's me oh. spitting facts. <laughs> Kidder, how, how's the American wrestling scene looking? What, what's new? What's happening? Patriotic. Boy. Um. 
I'm guessing you haven't watched anything. <laughs> no, I, I've been watching. Uh, there's been some some decent promos um, here and there. The Cody Rhodes promos have been pretty good, and CM Punk promos have been pretty good. Adam Copeland and Christian Cage promos have been pretty good. But I fast forward through most of it, waiting for the Royal Rumble which is one week from tomorrow. Allow me to bring some content to the show. Uh, get her. Uh, last year we did this with the um, Wrestling Observer newsletter. They put out their annual a list of awards. They usually don't do it until February, so we don't have them out yet for at least another month. Uh, but the Pro Wrestling Inside or Illustrated put out their list of awards for 2023. And hey, we get to play a fun guessing game to see what Kidder thinks of some of these. Uh, and get his opinion. Uh, so we'll, we'll start at the bottom, work our way to the top. Uh, so the first one that we have here, the most popular wrestler of the year. Would you like to take a guess? CM Punk. Good guess. Uh, I'm going to... I know it's wrong, but uh, LA Knight. Yeah. Both good guesses. Unfortunately, it was Cody Rhodes who takes. Oh, there's my son, Cody. It's coming down to the ring. No. Coming up it, to talk. And I, I will point out, uh, these are selected by the readers of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. They vote. So it's it's not the editors. It's, it's the readers. Uh, most hated wrestler of the year. Roman Reigns. Most hated. I kind of want to say Roman Reigns also. But, uh, are we talking about most hated as in best heel or most hated as in just a turd? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with Kidder there, but I'll go with uh, Roman Reigns. If mm. it was not a wrestler, I would say Don Callis. <laughs> well it is a wrestler uh and it's the guy who can hardly hold a microphone up to his mouth and speak without being booed it's dominic mysterio <laughs> oh man that's a good he's, one he just gets booed he's not hated he just sucks <laughs> hey he's 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 able to get a reaction out of the crowd so that's he, yeah. he's over uh, we go to feud of the year. Best feud of 2023. Uh, on stage or backstage? Because <laughs> this CM is a punk in the elite would be a, a pretty good one. It's actual storyline feud. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, I was, I'm just blurring the lines of reality here. <laughs> I'm going to go with the, the bloodline. And because the feud can't be just one, or are you just saying like when the bloodline imploded? Uh, the implosion, yeah. Kidder? Hmm. Hmm. Um, Howard the Ref and Tuscan Twos Jr. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Um, Oh man. Uh, 
and it's been a long road getting from there to here so having some thoughts because my time is finally near just say brock and cody yeah we'll we'll say that on and uh with that big d jedi mind tricked you into the wrong one it was sammy Zayn versus the bloodline (laughs) so point to big d on that well maybe because there were several implosions with the bloodline so which the o- the only one that I'm aware of was back in May when I was watching Raw or SmackDown on the regular when I was in Arizona that month. Outside of that, I would have had I threw that up there just because that's the only one I knew about. Yeah, that's that's good. I'm done counting it. Uh, we go to indie wrestler of the year. I'm just gonna say me. <laughs> Kidder, Kidder, you got a you got a guess on this one? Kidder really doesn't follow the indie scene, so this this will be quite the guess. Matt Cardona, tying it back up. (laughs) (laughs) One more Kidder. Picking Matt Cardona, which is the correct. Uh, uh, Biggie, <laughs> if you don't know who that is, uh, you might remember him as Zack Ryder. Woo, okay. woo, woo. Okay. You know it. Yeah. Uh, we have Rookie Wrestler of the Year. I'm just going to tell you, I've never heard of this person. <laughs> L.A. Knight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, what? Hmm. Cora Jade. Don't think she was a rookie this year, but I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna say me. Okay, well, neither of you got it, and I wouldn't have expected either of you to. Uh it is Sol Ruka. Okay. Gesundheit. <laughs> Uh, we have most improved wrestler of the year. How about uh, promotion? Uh, I'll give you WWE. LA Knight. Uh, I don't know about that because uh, I mean the the bit that I've seen of him, he's pretty on point. To begin with, um, uh, just because I think it might piss Kidder off, I'm just going to say uh, Dominic. I'm going to tell you, when are you scoring a point on this? And uh, to tell you who, I got just one word for you. Yeah. That's okay. Right. It's L.A. Knight. Is the well, well, I'll raise to that. Yeah, uh, comeback of the year. So somebody who made a return in 2023. CM Punk. Yeah, Punk. Uh, you would both be wrong. It is Trinity. No, no idea that is. That is that Trinity. No, absolutely not. That is garbage. And this list is uh, Howard, I think you broke him. 
I, I knew he was going to disagree no, with something. because she didn't come back anywhere. She left. <laughs> she and her little pal Mercedes went, oh, this place sucks. I'm just going to leave. Go f*** yourself yeah. elsewhere. <laughs> All right. Well, Monet. <laughs> with that uh, fiery speech. You tell you what I can say. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> Future, I was like, I, I hate this guy. <laughs> I can't, it's only what three? That's not even bad for me. I know. Uh, anyway, brings us uh, to the most inspirational wrestler of the year. I'm kind of hoping that Big D says Bo Dallas. <laughs> I'm just going to say Gunther because of how long he's had that IC belt. And yeah, I know it's not as long as Reigns has had the belt, but Reigns hasn't defended squat. So that's not really inspirational. You know what? I don't care. It it's inspirational to me because of things and reasons that I will spell out right now. That's all. That's uh four good reasons right there. Probably <laughs> negative four. <laughs> Ballad. Gitter, you got a guess on this? Uh, I need to guess because I, I don't want to just have a, a freebie go by. <clears throat> Who have I been inspired by? And maybe to have Big D. Who is your, who's your guess there, Big D? Gunther. All right. Okay. So, WWE, are we in the right promotion? Uh, negative. It's oh. <laughs> Okay. Most inspirational. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll go with Christian Cage. <laughs> Big D, do you want to change your guess since I've now revealed that it's not WWE? Uh, I'll go with Adam Copeland. Okay. Uh, neither of you are getting a point on this one. It is Mark Briscoe. So. All right. I mean... I don't know if he's like truly inspiring. It kind of seems like a a pity vote because he lost his brother. But <clears throat> all right, okay. Match of the year: Gunther Sheamus. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. Uh, this is going to be tough because I don't know much about much in terms of matches and what's what's been had. Um, I know it's wrong, but I'll go ahead and say Brock Cody. Uh, it actually is a women's match. It's Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair takes the win. Uh Okay. Tag team of the year. Gitter says Alpha Academy. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Shoosh. Shoosh, please. I can't take them serious. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh huh. Go ahead, Big D. You got a guess. Tag team or stable? 
It's tag team. Okay. Uh, the Usos. Get her. Should be able to get this one. <clears throat> I should be able to get this one. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to go with KO and Sami Zayn. It's the Just Usos. Disappointed. No, what? it's it's the greatest tag team of all time. F-T-R. Oh, I suppose. Yes, very true, especially holding three tag championships simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, but, uh, but, but I, I take this with a grain of salt, so I'm trying to swerve when they're swerving uh, the opposite way because they're drunk as fuck. <laughs> So I'm trying to bring down my intelligence to the level of, of what this thing is at. Yeah. Anyway, faction of the year. They probably went with the bloodline. Mm, I'm going with Judgment Day. Hey, Big D is picking up another point. It is the Judgment Day. Hmm. All right. Two more to go. Women wrestler of the year. To the top. Ripley. I, I didn't catch what Big D said. We said the same thing. Uh, <laughs> points around. It is Rhea Ripley. Give me her her third uh, win on this list. So good year for Rhea. And then that brings us to the male wrestler of the year. Who's bringing home the top honors? They probably think Roman Reigns. Cody. Mm. It's neither of them. But it's uh, none other than Seth freaking Rollins. Like yeah, I said, there's got to be Seth Rollins. Which this is bogus. <laughs> so there you go. There's the there's the PWI awards. Get her, get her, how do you feel about these? You know how they do. Don't ask him that. He's already dropped about twelve f bombs on you. <laughs> it's about to get real. <laughs> On a, on a scale of one to cherries, how do you feel about that? Two <laughs> cherries. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this was good. This was entertaining. And hey, we'll do this all again next month when we get the Wrestling Observer newsletter list. We'll see if Kidder agrees with that one more than this one. So look, there you go. Something to look forward to. So Big D, you're over in South Korea. And I, I just have to ask, you watching anything interesting when you have time? Is there anything really unique that's on the South Korean airwaves? So we don't actually have, uh, <clears throat> well, we have cable, but we don't have a, uh, we don't have it hooked up. Uh, we don't have a TV hooked up. Largely, we've been um, just watching shows on uh, streaming services. And, uh, We've been, uh, we go back and forth. Uh, sometimes we'll uh, binge uh, some friends. Sometimes we'll binge the Doctor Who series, uh, we, which we actually just started up again. Um, we did the, uh, not all of Matt Smith, but we did the um, second half of series seven where. Uh, uh, Clara is introduced at, well, yes, for the third time or however many times, if you 
track that uh, particular arc. Um, it's when she she was actually her in present present day uh, England, second half of series seven, um, bled into uh, uh, Peter Capaldi's uh, episodes, and we're we're kind of working our way through um, to Jodie Whittaker and then um, David Tennant. 2.0 uh, at some point will be uh, on our screen. Looking forward to that. Yeah. I. We won't spoil it. I, I was going to tell you, tell Kidder, I, I finally watched the last two specials. So I'm all caught up. And I know Kidder has wanted and has been waiting for me to do that so we could talk. But I don't want to spoil it for Big D. So... Last two specials, as in Jody Whitaker specials. No, it's the the uh, the four specials they did here. Three, you know, with David Tennant, and then the new new Doctor. Oh yeah. So I, I don't want to ruin that for you. Well, I'm going to forget you mentioned anything. So go for yeah, it I'll, I'll keep it from so i i don't care about spoilers so much uh, i'll keep it from mrs d and then life will be good and i don't have to walk around with a helmet so. uh, okay so it's a like normal like different well when i walk around with a helmet generally it's because there's you're going out for the day there's expeditionary type crap <clears throat> or exercise type crap hmm but that's a whole nother rant mm. for mm. another time. Mm. So, so Kidder, you, you've said that you've had some strong feelings about these specials. I'm, re- I'm ready yeah. to hear them. I'm ready. Lay it out there. Maybe I already forgot all about them because that's how memorable they were. <laughs> um, no, uh, seeing David Tennant back, on screen fantastic should we say alone z moving into <clears throat> what they did there should have been a season in there not three episodes because it's all oh we gotta do this we gotta do this we gotta do this and we have to make it all make sense but you only get three episodes not a huge fan the side thing with the gravity. Wh- why is this important? It's funny, but but why? Is this a bad wolf again? But then the new doctor doesn't doesn't do anything for me. Mm. They're they're taking the 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 who out of the who. Is what it feels like, because to me, it there feel it feels like you have to focus on this and this and this and this and these elements have to be in there and you have to say these things because that's what's happening in society and television right now. And so, if you don't say these things or do these things, then you're gonna miss out on this opportunity and you're not gonna be liked. Instead of just focusing on good storylines and good characters and development yeah i i guess i'm not as i don't know i i'm waiting to see what 
what comes with more because we've only seen him in really one episode. So, and I, I'm not gonna lie, not the best episode. So yeah, yeah, uh, it, and it's it's just kind of a little sloppy. Um, there's a there's a point in there, and I'll I'll try because I don't want to necessarily spoil it for Big D. I know he said it's okay, but there's a there's a point in there where his you know his friend Ruby Sunday there's a mystery that happens kind of mid part through the episode, and it takes the doctor a little too long to catch on to what happened and figure that out. And it's it's really sad when kind of like the part of the answer and solution to that is time travel and the billion-year-old time traveler doesn't figure it out right away. So I figured it out right away. That's why I don't mind bringing this up because Big D, when you get there, you'll go, oh, yeah, it's this. I probably don't get there for another six months. <laughs> Yeah, but, but noted. But but about, when you do, it, it, it's like it's not a huge spoiler because, as I said, yeah, anybody who's been watching this show, you're gonna figure it out almost instantly. How about like, uh, the whole bringing the certain companion back, and then the whole reasoning behind everything as to why the companion was not there before anymore? Well, it, this happened, and then nah. Is that right? because because it was the first special? Yeah, and like, hey, wait, you're familiar? No, no, never seen me before. I don't know how this happens. And then you know they they end up toward the end, and then uh, she goes into the regeneration type stuff. And uh, oh yeah, because you know, wow, this happened, and then oh, I'm fine. I. I think that that was, I think part of the issue with it was they needed, I think that they really wanted to bring Tenet back. And I think that they had to basically invent a reason for him to come back. And so I, they took one of the sadder moments of his run and turned it into a like, eh, kind of a plot thing, but it, they kind of undid what they did to really just have an excuse to bring him back. So prediction. We're talking about Donna. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They they bring her back. And I mean, anybody who saw the trailers kind of, I mean, it was, there's no surprise. They, they, they bring her back and it's focusing in on, the storyline when kind of David Tennant and Donna split, it's that she has consumed kind of the energy of a time Lord. And if he has to basically pull that out of her and if she ever remembers, it will kill her. So she can't, she's not allowed to remember the doctor. And it was kind of a reason to write her off the show as they were working to transition from David Tennant to Matt Smith. So it was one of these beautifully tragic kind of elements to that story that should have been left alone. 
Right, but they they needed a reason to bring Tenet back, and I think that was just the only thing that they had. I was like, well, okay, we're going to undo this so that we have a reason to have a, you know, David Tenet come back because that plays into the the three specials is or just, why did why did the doctor return to that face? I mean, yeah. Or it could have been any of the other million people that he came across during those seasons that he interacted with. Like, let's bring back Kylie Minogue. Right? Like, she wanted to come back to who? Bring her back. Yeah, she died. But did she? Apparently not. Ah, maybe her brain's going to get smoked by some extra stuff. Whatever. I think that it was just kind of who they had, you know, and and it, it it's it's sad because they bring her back. And it's like, oh, this was, you know, the you know, Donna Noble was the doctor's greatest friend. And it's like, yeah, yeah she's kind of the most annoying companion. <laughs> I yeah, she was never my favorite. I, I would have much rather seen the doctor reunited with like Rose. That would have been the better. But we'll see. I, I will say this, Kidder. What I do like about everything. Oh no, wait, that might give way too much away. Um I like that there is some doors left open. For future adventures, uh, yes. that come out of the come out of the out of these specials. But the the part that pisses me off is that they've said no. They've written it off. Nope, nope. That's that is what it is. You saw it, and that's how it is. And I'm like, but, but why would you do that? Because it doesn't make sense. I to completely just shut down everybody's hopes and dreams because they really want you to be focused on the new doctor. Yeah, excitement, excitement. However, I, the other set of things that could potentially happen to me is way more interesting. And they're like, nope, nope, nope. Don't look at that. Stay away from that. Avoid your eyes to that area. I, over I, here. I, I I think that you know they, they do need to get buy-in into the new doctor because ratings on Doctor Who have gone down. I mean yeah, you can kind of sucked for such a long time, i.e. Matt Smith. Um I, I know <laughs> I know the ratings went up. I just think he sucked. Right. I but what I'm saying though is you, you watch it go up with Matt Smith and then they they changed to Capaldi, and that's kind of where it declined. I don't even really blame Capaldi. I think the story writing got really kind of weird and out there. And it just kind of... Yeah. I call that a product of uh, Stephen Moffat leaving the show, because, I mean, he he was a writing genius, in, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, he he does write some really great stuff. I think that the longer he was on that series, he I, I think he ran into hitting the same tropes. 
he was very obsessed with making the doctor older and older and older. So there's a lot of episodes where like, and the doctor stood here for a mil, you know, a billion years, punching his way through a rock to get out. <laughs> he defended the town for, you know, on Christmas for a million years, like just so that he could say that the doctor's a million years old. It, he does some things like that, that I, I think he really struggled with. Uh, Cause like his first season, I liked his first season with with matt smith i thought that was beautiful storytelling i think the second season he was trying to pull what he did in the first season but you know he had a lot more time to figure out the first season than he did the second and i think it just wasn't quite as good and i just and i said i like he moffat wrote some of my favorite episodes of all time don't blink is a stephen moffat episode uh, yes. you know silence in the library a Stephen Moffat episode. You know, Girl in the Fireplace, Stephen Moffat episode. So he's written some amazing ones, but he's also written some stinkers like Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. On a Spaceship? Was that before or after Snakes on a Plane? <laughs> uh, it was after. <laughs> and it was... Okay. It was and he's he's there's a, a famous interview where he's like, and you know, you can do anything. We could take a title like Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. And we then made that episode. And it's like it's it's not one of his best. Um, but I, I, I so I think that like Moffin came out strong, but at the same time that he was doing Doctor Who, he was also doing Sherlock. And I don't know if I Kinder, I don't think you've ever watched Sherlock. Not yet. Um, Big Big D, have you ever watched Moffat's Sherlock Holmes? Yes, and I wish it would have gone on for way longer than it did. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty brilliant. So, I, I think that you know he's trying to run two shows. He's he's putting a lot of energy. I think he just, as I said, I think he just gets weaker towards the end, and then you know by the end. I think, you know, you had a lot of people who really loved the Matt Smith, Amy Pond, Rory, you know, like the those three as kind of an acting trio. And I think people just started to tune off. I I don't think everybody liked Capaldi's crankiness, even though I was a huge fan of him as the cranky doctor. It, Definitely cranky at first. He He lightened up. A little bit as his tenure went on yeah i mean but you know that truthfully crankiness has always been a trait of like the older doctors if you watch like the first doctor he's just cranky all the time you know and then the second doctor was a bit more of a goofball third doctor was more of a secret agent the fourth doctor went back to being cranky and a little out there, uh, very close to the, I mean, David Tennant based his performance off the fourth doctor. So it's the same kind of, so I think you had that. I think that it just, because the ratings were down and then you bring in Jody Whitaker and I haven't seen any of that season, but I, I think that they had a lot of issues. I don't think they had the best showrunner for that. Yeah, Jodie yeah. Whittaker, the, the little bits that I saw from her, she did good with what she had. Uh, 
she did she did what she could with what she had. She just didn't have very good stuff uh, uh, given to her on on paper. Yeah, I I think I watched I watched a like critical breakdown of like her first episode, and I remember it was like, and the TARDIS crashes into this train, and she comes through the roof, and she's fine. <laughs> you know, it's like there's no injuries to this. It's you know, yeah, I. I think that they had some issues with that. And I think that, you know, bringing Russell T Davies back, I think he wanted to bring back tenant as a way to try and get people back into watching doctor who. And then, you know, he's got to transition to somebody else. So it's, it's very much as Kidder said, it's, Hey, come look at the new guy, give him a chance. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to to seeing some more Doctor Who. So, it'll be good. It'll be good. While we've been talking about Doctor Who, somebody dared throw that we should go to everybody's second favorite segment of the show, and that's What's on Tap, round two. Drink! Um, (laughs) I'm I'm still drinking this, so... uh, I don't know who put it. Well, I can look to see because their cursor is still sitting there. Uh, Big D, apparently you want more than just a Four Loco to drink? I don't know what you're talking about, sir. My cursor's not there. Uh, That's because you moved it. (laughs) I haven't been drinking. (laughs) Kidder, Kidder, are you having a second? What you got, Kidder? I... (laughs) I have nothing that'll go with that. Because if I have whiskey, it's just going to be ruined. It's going to be tainted. And so I'm just going to sit here patiently. So rinse the glass out and have a whiskey. <laughs> no, this is the flavor. The mouth feels, you know what I mean? So go rinse your mouth out. <laughs> Kidder, it sounds like you need a palate cleanser. Uh-huh. I suggest a shot of whiskey. Followed by a whiskey. Uh, this is a running game, <clears throat> Big D, that I've been trying to get started for a couple ah, of episodes now. Gotcha. <laughs> it's just so it happens. They get just like, eh, it'll ruin the whiskey. And so it's just kind of a failed thing. Uh, I, I'm switching over to uh, to body armor. But I yeah, you probably it. need that with Big D around. Yeah, uh, orange <laughs> mango flavored. So hey, there you go. Somebody's having what's on tap round two. Big D's still, I'm guessing, drinking four loco. Man, I thought I had opened this bare face, but apparently I had not yet opened it. So, tonight's the night, boys. Oh, opening the bare face. There we go. Bear du jour. That was uh, barely a joke. You can't face the facts, Howard. That aged well. Mm. Here it Mm. comes. Here it comes. Mm. Cheers to you, Big D. Why, thank you. So I think I've talked about this on the show before, but first time having this, this is a product of Canada. 
It is, again, Bareface Canadian Whiskey, elementally aged in uh, triple oak. That's a 750 right here at 42.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, It's uh, elementally aged for a bolder, smoother flavor. This, the triple oak release, is a single grain Canadian whiskey matured for seven years in ex-bourbon American, that's right, oak barrels. Then they elementally age it in French oak red wine casks and air-dried virgin, oh my, Hungarian oak. When ready, we blend selected casks to create a bold, smooth, balanced whiskey with long, complex flavors and a distinctive spice finish. The elemental aging is the unique process where the hand-selected oak casks are matured in repurposed shipping containers and exposed to the elements in the Canadian wilderness. The extreme northern climate amplifies how the whiskey and wood interact, transforming the liquid inside for a bolder, smoother flavor. Online at barefacewhiskey.com. It's whiskey without the E because it's Canadian. Brought in by Mark Anthony Crafted Spirits, Chicago, Illinois. (laughs) Product of Canada. There you go. Big D, have you seen this? think I have, but I couldn't tell you where. So how is it? Delicious, clearly. The peppery notes are fantastic. You get nice, smooth caramel notes on it. Fantastic in an old-fashioned. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else do we have to chat and share? Oh, he does have a second drink. I do have a second drink. So this is a combination, as it, as it happens, this is a combination, uh, what's on tap round two and a tribute. Um, so what I have here is one of the, one of the few American, uh, ones that I will actually consume. So this and usually most microbrews, no problem. This is a Yingling traditional lager, original amber beer from uh, DG Yingling and Son Incorporated, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. And uh, yeah, there's. Okay. So this is 16 uh, ounces. Where's the. Where'd the content go? It ran off on me. This show is always lacking content. (laughs) (laughs) Now the. Alcohol by volume is not on here. That's okay. doesn't matter. Um, so at Tunsan Air Base, specifically in Korea, this has a cult following like none other. An entire pallet will show up seven foot tall of uh, yingling. Roll into the uh, classics shop at 15 minutes later, gone. It was a thing. Uh, this happened to be uh, uh, just up the road from the hotel I'm staying at. Uh, but that was a um, that's a Korea ism, 
from from Kunsan. Also uh, from Kunsan, this is where it kind of dives into tribute. Uh, there was a uh, a gentleman who was once stationed at Kunsan Air Base Korea by the name of Robert Gaylor, who was the uh, fifth chief master sergeant of the air force for anyone who's not overly familiar that's the uh highest enlisted uh well, the highest enlisted grade is chief master sergeant the highest enlisted position is chief master sergeant of the air force um he was the fifth uh back in 1977 at some point during his career he was stationed at kunsan korea he passed away this wednesday at the age of 93 uh, his his lifetime was dedicated to service. He was born in 1930, and he joined the Air Force in 1948, so right out of high school. 31 years in service, retired in 1979, but his um, service after that, he continued to have a, a profound impact on airmen uh, for the remainder of his uh, life myself included uh to be uh, perfectly uh frank uh i'm reading from wiki at this point because if i try to go from memory i will botch it but after retiring from the air force gaylor taught coached and mentored leaders at all levels for usaa uh, fortune 500 company and in 2006 the nco academy down in lackland air force base in texas was renamed robert d gaylor nco academy in his honor um, he had done numerous uh, TED Talks, um, uh, so you can find him uh, there. Uh, most recently, from my direct uh, experience, uh, a couple years ago, he uh, sent a, uh, it was about a 25-minute long video of uh, encouragement and uh, to the to the newest uh, Chief Master Sergeant Selects from Grand Forks Air Force Base, uh, just providing mentorship and wisdom to, to all of them. Uh, yeah, his his lifetime was one of service. So <clears throat> this is to Robert Gaylor. Cheers. And for the record, Yingling is five out of five. Yeah, it's uh, I haven't had one of those, uh, but JS, who's often on the show, it's one of it's his favorite beer of all time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> he uh, he would be one of those who, you know, have a seven foot crate of it <laughs> showed up, he'd be buying most of it. Um, because it's not one that you can easily get here in North Dakota. So, <clears throat> yeah, the I think the only place that I readily recall seeing it um, outside of here was in uh, North Carolina. Brother-in-law got a case of Yingling Black, and it was, it was good. I yeah. think the brown brown one's better, but yeah, take yeah, take what you can get. Mm-hmm. I to this day I don't understand why it has such a cult following. It's good, but it's not make it disappear in fifteen minutes. Good, I I don't get it. 
I'm just going to guess that, you know, it's popular enough that everybody's like, oh, we got to get it now because it's going to be gone and who knows when it comes in next. So, yeah, and that's precisely why it would disappear in 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no, good, good. Well, uh, gents, I know we are coming quickly close to the end of this show. Uh, but a couple of things to share. Uh, one, uh, I, I haven't given a health update in quite a while, but um, for those who have been following, all of my stuff uh, got to uh, have a visit uh, this week with a cardiologist checking out the old ticker. Uh, and it was because they're um, back in November did a CT scan of the heart and found that there was a mild bit of plaque buildup um, in my heart. Uh, they, they score it and like it can go up into like two thousands or so. My score was a 10, uh, but it was all in uh, the LED, which is also has the wonderful name of the uh, Widowmaker. So went to the cardiologist to see, like, hey, do I need to be concerned, worried about this? Um, he was a gruff old military guy, and I think he was more annoyed that I was wasting his time because he's like, if it's not a 300 or 400, we're not worried. So, uh, hey, the, the sad thing is I apparently annoyed a cardiologist. The good news is, guys, heart's good. So... That's uh that was good news this week. So now he's gotta figure out all the neuro stuff. So woo. Well, that's that's good to hear. And here's hoping you never have to have an angiogram because those suck. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Hmm. <laughs> I, I'm guessing because you've had one. But... Yes, it sucks. Never mind. I got I got future Howard would have had to do a little extra work. Sorry. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> I'm trying to be family show, kidder. Come on. <laughs> balls are family. Basketballs, footballs, tennis balls. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, the other thing to kind of share is a big announcement because I thought this was exciting. Uh, one of the game companies that I follow is their. Uh, Mantic Games out of the UK. Uh, they make some wonderful uh, games such as Kings of War, uh, Dungeon Saga. They did the run of Hellboy. They did a uh, version of The Walking Dead. All great things. But uh, I, I missed it when they announced it. And I saw this and I was like, I have to share. Uh, they have acquired a new big license. And so, uh, Kidder, you, you might even be excited by this, but uh, coming to the tabletop, September 2024, Halo. They got the license to do Halo. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, I'm very excited about that. That's... <laughs> Huge. Uh, Halo has only appeared on, on the tabletop level 
twice. History of Howard! Uh, once as Halo Clicks, a weird variant of Hero Clicks, so it was a collectible miniatures game, which I have a few pieces of. Uh, the other company that got it to do it in a hobby scale was a company, another company out of uh, the UK. Uh, that was Spartan Games, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, uh, they're out of business now. But they kind of botched having the Halo license because they got the Halo license, and of course, everybody wants to play dudes on the map. And the first Halo game that they launched was Halo Fleet Battles. And it was all the big capital spaceships, which is not what you think about playing when you think about playing Halo. And then by the time that they got around to like, okay, let's let's get down to the ground level, uh, they decided that they were going to make it mass army scale. And so to do that, the miniatures were, I think they were 10 millimeter miniatures. So like instead of having your usual... 28 millimeter miniature so like this would be one spartan you would have a little bit bigger base and you would have three little figures for your three spartans on it um needless to say by the time they got that out they were uh not in a good place and the company soon folded and that seemed like that was going to be the end of any halo but mantic has it uh, we don't have a lot of details. They said that they will be releasing a trailer in March, which should give us more. But I will say this, and it's what's got me excited. They they talked about in the announcement that the best part of Halo is, you know, having your squad and being able to take cover and have firefights. So I'm hoping that this is 28 millimeter and that I'm going to get some really cool Spartans and Covenant figures to hobby and paint up. So... Super excited about it. Hey, so. Halo the series season two is out about the time this episode is being released. Mm. Cool. It's supposed to be way more kick ass than the first and hopefully not as whiny. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. So, so Kater, I have to ask, hey. you gonna play Halo on the tabletop? With me. I suppose that means we need to be in the same room or something. So maybe. Mm. Plausible. It's like the Mythbusters. Plausible. And uh, with that <laughs> classic <laughs> non committal committal from Kidder. Kidder! We've been talking for quite a while. I have the kids tomorrow. We should probably wrap this show up with some cheap plugs. Hmm. <clears throat> okay. Well, these won't be as cheap as Big D, but they will get you to where you need to go. So make sure you visit our website, beerbluesbs.com. Again, beerbluesbs.com. Right at the bottom of your screen. We'd love for you to help us succeed and continue carrying this show into the future beerbluesbs.com you can buy us a beer buy us a round buy us a whiskey drink buy us a vodka drink try buy us a lager drink buy us a cider drink 
Maybe any of those times could be the good times, and maybe some of these times will be the best times. And we would love for you to help us get there. Again, beerbluesbs.com and help us out. You could even buy Kidder, an old-fashioned with cherries. Buy him two. Buy him four. Because he secretly loves it. He's in denial. He loves the cherries. Continue, Kidder. I didn't know I was in the Amazon. I don't see any Nile. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, at least he got it. <laughs> see, you brought the, the focus back to yourself too soon on the, the camera there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do a thing where I like... <laughs> No, I, I got Stereo. it. Yeah. I, I got it. Damn, it's recorded. Nile are on different continents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Geography. This is getting weird. <laughs> the, 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 the geography teacher in me just went, it's like twitching at comments. <laughs> well, you know what? It all used to be one giant continent back in the beginning anyway, so... Pangea for the win. He was like, why is Big D using me? Where is he? That's a dork. No, no. I, I was going to say Pangea as well. I was waiting for Howard to say something because he was letting the orange juice settle before he says something and pukes. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't count on me puking, but... <clears throat> Well, we never know what's on the bingo card for the rest of the year. Let's be honest. Nobody, nobody knows what's happening from one day to the next. So, whatever. All right. So, uh, again, our website, that'd be great. Please uh, send us money and subscribe. Also, uh, all the audio platforms, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, IMDb, Player FM, Pandora, Spotify, YouTube podcasts, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, all of those and any audio platform that you have search for beer, blues, and BS beer, blues, and BS. Please subscribe like us for free. Share our episodes, something that big D never does. Also, aside from that, we're uh, on YouTube, the video version. Yeah, it is available. YouTube.com slash uh, uh, uh there's something else uh, i think it's at beer blues bs just search for beer blues and bs on youtube and then you'll see our smiling faces if you are right now then thanks smash that sub button you don't even need to click the little bell for notifications just give us a thumbs up every week every time you can save a starving struggling podcast aside from that um buy our merch we have some sweet merch pint glasses got them right here triple b pint glass there you go nice pint glass how about uh the perfect old-fashioned and that is a, a giant n-o n-o no 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 to the cherry o and uh you could even you know Get a water with hops and grain. Comes in large sizes. How about a triple B sign? Got got signs. You could have one of those. That'd be great. Lots of stuff. That's available. Streamlabs.com slash beerbluesbs. Uh, Also beerbluesbs.com. 
Uh, but uh, streamlabs.com slash beer blues BS, a great place for you to visit because it's also a great place to subscribe to us. One dollar a month will help avoid a starving Howard. One dollar a month. I mean, we're we're rolling up into the uh, what hundred bucks a month range to keep this show rolling. Somewhere around there. So if you'd like to sponsor us, have your logo plastered over here, over here, over there, you know, everything. And us saying, uh, hey, this is brought to you by Kent's Caskets. You whack them, we pack them. Things like that. This space could be yours. And uh, contact us for details, please. Just get in our DMs. We want to hear from you. All right. That's about enough cheapness. Oh, yeah, Big D Business Center. You get the T-shirts. You can get the shower curtain. You can get the, all, all the other uh, cool stuff. Uh, streamlabs.com slash BS. Yeah, featured at the uh, new retail outlet, Bed Bath & Beyond Creepy. This is where you take back over. This is where we have a really weird transition because Future Howard cuts this incredibly long, awkward pause out. Maybe, but that's very unfortunate because I just wanted to hang him out to dry there. He's yeah. going to need it after that for loco. <laughs> so I suppose final thoughts. <clears throat> Big D, you've got some business. Go ahead. Flush it down at us. Flush. And check out that beerbluesbs.com and send Kidder some cherries. That's all I got. Return to Zenda. Return to Zenda. All right. Uh, Howard, you got some final thoughts over there? Aside I, from you can't wait for this thing to be over. Uh, well, there's always that, but, uh, you know, Kidder, I, I was having a bit more fun with the old, uh, AI generator, art generator. And, uh, Hey, if you happen to scroll back through some of the old episodes of, uh, the show, there may be some new thumbnails on some of the old classics. So yeah, have fun hmm. with that. Yeah. Also, while you're back there, if you haven't watched the old stuff, watch the old stuff, or at least, you know, like 30 seconds in, so we get the view. Yeah, and if I see that damn ice little... cream sandwich appear on any more thumbnails. <laughs> Guarantee it's going to be everywhere. Hey, you, you were on the one with the Alberta Clippers. <laughs> you're, you're, you're within the crowd. You kind of have to look for you. He says, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. No, I saw that one. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you actually saw it. We wouldn't know because you didn't share it. I don't share anything on Facebook except all the things I share. So. Or like it. Kidder is our social media police. He, uh, he calls out everybody who doesn't do their job on the social media side. <laughs> Found eight billion people to call out. <laughs> That's why we're still on the air. I haven't stopped calling them out. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> I suppose it is what it is. Uh, let's get the hell on out of here because um, 
reasons. And I suppose we don't need to make any extra editing for Howard. Oh, there's plenty already. Oh, plenty, but more, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is usually the part of the show when future Howard's editing, you know, because like I, we've done the cheap plugs, we're, we're done, and I'm just like, just end it. End it. I'm almost done editing this. End it. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. The time has come to say goodbye. I'm the man in myth legend, Mark Kidder, for Howard Blues and for Big D, that guy who he likes to troll, try to troll. Eh, is what it is. Again, we're going to get on out of here. Keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow. And we will catch you on down that um, old foreign Tuscan Highway. So have a good one. See you on the next episode of Beer Blues. Yes. All right. Hey, honey, I got to say, oh. What? I, intentionally, I intentionally waited, so you don't have to worry about that one. <laughs> now I worry. What did you say? <laughs> I said goodbye. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> See, I, I worried because, you know, that might have been an interesting thing to put behind the curtain, and I would, you know, hate to put that in and have that you'd swore in South Korean, and now we're, you know, banned from that country. No, so language here. Here's a fun fact uh, for language. So there are two ways to say goodbye in Korean. One is it literally translates to uh, "go peacefully" or "stay peacefully," depending on whether you are the one leaving or uh, somebody else is leaving. So, "anigaseo" and "anigaseo." That's a uh, cool fun fact. Anihaseo mm-hmm. is how you say hello. Literally translates to "Are you at peace?" But um, there's no need to ask Kidder that if uh, the abs are doing poorly. See you tomorrow at noon Central Time. <laughs> Valid. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Hey, it's Kidder! Sunshine? Wait, I thought I was Sunshine. I call everybody Sunshine. That's because he's just a ray of depression. (laughs) I was going to say it's that way that he doesn't have to remember anybody's names. Hey, you with the hair, sunshine. <laughs> hey, it's got to make it the like, skin sunshine. It's got to make it confusing when you walk into like 
a room full of people and you're just like, hey, sunshine. Like everybody turns to look like me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think the laptop's finally cooperating. I might be able to switch over. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's what happens when you buy some kind of crap from Korea and you think that it's going to work, right? First of all, screw you. Second of all, it was from England and the processors just shot all the hell. Third, as I was explaining to. Is Howard it from this decade? Ago. Uh, actually, no. <laughs> it's about five years old. Um, I had a I, was a, I was griping to Howard about this, but I had a laptop on order uh, to get sent to a, an Amazon Dropbox here in uh, Montgomery. Supposed to be here two days ago. Uh, the uh, snowstorm over the eastern half of the country just delayed everything. So it just now like five hours ago left memphis after uh, a few days of a delay just sounds like somebody doesn't like you yeah see this is now the fourth trip within the states that uh something horribly wrong has happened with weather <laughs> two christmases at uh <clears throat> mrs d's family's place Record ice storms in a place that doesn't get ice storms. Oregon. Uh, coastal Oregon. Near coastal Oregon. Um, kind of like here, too. Uh-huh, right? I was going to uh, say, no wonder you're always trying to leave the country. <laughs> in, I think uh, it's ironic that a meteorologist is having problems with the weather. Right? <laughs> uh, in August, when we were transiting uh, out of here, went to... Went to Oregon. Record heat wave. Transitioning? Are you okay? Transiting, you nerd. (laughs) Hey, man, I didn't want to ask about your personal views or problems. That's okay. You do you, but he's got a business center for that, too. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, record heat and hardly anybody out there has air conditioning, so that was fun. And then now here in the States, again, Snow and then more snow. It's gonna get I bad. I love you anyway. <laughs> Notice the no reciprocation there. I just, yeah. just want to throw that out there for the record. Never mind. <laughs> All right, let's see if this thing is gonna it's gonna work. Yeah. All right, I might appear in there twice in just a second. Yeah. I thought there was a ban on cloning. <laughs> Con! He hasn't learned that you, you, you just come into this call and you just turn the volume way down. <laughs> yeah, let's do that right now. <laughs> Holy crap, it's already at like 28%. <laughs>